Thanks as always to our Patreon donors. This time we'd like to thank Antonia, Catherine, Kathleen, and Skylar. And an extra special thanks to Chia and Kirsten, both of whom are the kind of generous, kind-hearted people who forgive you when you mispronounce their name. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. They're so kind. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chia, whose name we hope, in fact, is Chia. Chia not Chia or Chi? Who knows? And what if it's Kirsten? Who knows? Oh, Who knows? It could be Kirsten. It could oh be Kirsten. I don't know. <laughs> it could be Kirsten. Kirsten. <laughs> Let's go with Kirsten. Kirsten. When you meet some dough, you don't know where to go in this patriarchal capitalist hellscape. Well, here's the sitch. We're gonna help you, sis, because bitches get a riches. Bitches get riches. Bitches get riches. Bitches get riches. And so can you. So I have a unibrow, no joke. I have like a Frida Kahlo brow. Um, and I pluck the middle of it so it's two separate giant caterpillars rather than one crawling across my face. And I mentioned this fact to a male friend of mine and he was like, you don't have a unibrow. I'm like, no. He's like, I can't see it. There's nothing there in the middle. I'm like, yeah, because I pluck the middle. Obviously, I, I don't have one and right like, in this moment. I could see the cosmic universe inside of his brain where he thought that like the way women look is how they look when they roll out of bed. I could see that explode in his brain. Oh, I love. It was so beautiful. <laughs> oh, uh, I really prefer women without makeup. And it's like, do you? Do you, bro? You've never seen a woman without makeup. <laughs> no, my, my old boss, who, as you know, was quite a dumbass. Um, I was talking to the girls in the office about makeup. One, he's like, I've never seen you wear makeup. And I looked at him and I was like, I'm wearing makeup right now. <laughs> that is just a level of special obliviousness that almost should be commended. It almost should I'm be. I'm so proud of you for getting through life. You must love going to magic shows and just being like, yeah. wow. You must think. I can't believe that that tiger, he magically made a second wow. tiger appear. It would never occur to you that there was a mirror that flew up and away while they were like twirling some scarves around or whatever the hell magicians do. I, like, no, God the bless only them. explanation is that the number of tigers magically was also... Yes, yes. Magic is real. And also, to circle back to my point, I made a million Magic years is ago. real. Unibrows are fake. The secret is real. <laughs> Unibrows don't exist. <laughs> you know, the only reason you have a unibrow is because you keep putting that unibrow, that negative unibrow energy out into the universe. Yeah, I need to, I need to like start a vision board where it's all women with out unibrows like women who have like an unusually wide gap between their their brows i would subscribe to that pinterest board i, I need to manifest that into the universe could you please start manifesting how do you think this blog got started <laughs> i manifested i was like one day i want kitty to come to me and be like you know what we should do and then you did and it worked and i used up a lot of my secret level magic you used up the juice moment. i used it up yeah so now I, that I, was a waste of the juice you you could have won the lottery the juice Ugh, what was i thinking? but instead we're toiling away like working 40 hour weeks on this blog for Insta yeah hundred dollar check <laughs> 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 uh, whatever um i'm piggy <laughs>
That's good. I'm Kitty. <laughs> no, you're not. You're a liar. Is that We're funny to you? <laughs> Is that funny to you? Am I joke to you? Yes. I'm mad about it. <laughs> the next line is yours. Why are you pausing? <laughs> we are the bitches and bitches get riches. We are the nerdy, awkward kids everyone made fun of in elementary school. And we're here for our revenge. Our time on this planet is limited. So let's get started. Today's letter comes to us from Piggy's friend, Petey. Petey asks, how do you know when it's the right decision to get a loan rather than paying for something with cash on hand? My dad always tells me to compare the interest rates against the rate of inflation and stock market dividends, which like dot, dot, dot. What? (laughs) I I really appreciate that question a lot, particularly the phrasing. My dad has told me that I should look at the sprockets. My dad told me to make sure it scales. Does it scale? Does it scale? Does it scale? Consult the cards. Uh, My dad asked me to look into the synergy of it all. Um, Yeah. I seriously, I, I get this question on a lot of levels. And one of those levels is as a person who has a father. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, there's a lot of very valuable fatherly advice as i get older i think i accumulate more and more dadly wisdom which is a very special and unique kind of wisdom it deserves respect but but not like too much respect dadly wisdom <laughs> is very much grounded in the experience that a dad lives Whereas I think mom wisdom is universal. Mm-hmm. Do you feel me on this? I, that like, I absolutely feel you on this. Dadly wisdom, he will tell you how often you need to rotate your tires, but only for like a 1971 Buick. <laughs> <laughs> um, whereas like mom energy is, is more like, a, it doesn't matter what other people think of you. Just like, oh, yeah, that's 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 evergreen. That's evergreen content. Your mother and my mother are very different people. Slow down. <laughs> I was not quoting my mother. I was quoting uh, mom right. energy, you're which right. can and should be harnessed by people of all genders. It's, it's true. And all parental statuses. And all par- such as us. Okay, so our question, which we read a thousand years ago, back in the, in the age of uh, the Victorian era. Sorry, can I workshop that? Yes, please do. I think it's got to be more fantasy sounding like i think like um, in the third age no i'm thinking um you know those book titles that's the something of something and something <gasps> the children I think of blood it's gotta and blown. Be the, it's the, yeah the okay. age of something and something so you pick the first something and i'll pick the second something ready all right so it's the age of budgets and brimstone okay the age of budgets and brimstone great i like it all right i'm okay. into it all okay. right i'll get that url go on <laughs> So our question, which we asked a million years ago in the age of budgets and brimstone. Uh, I uh, remember. I remember. It's been 84 years. Um, how we got to figure out how to get a gif in the podcast. It's really it's, it's <laughs> necessary to my to my style, my creative style. All right. So how do you know when it's the right decision to get a loan rather than paying for something with cash on hand? Yes. And I want to give a little bit of context to our our listeners, our young, beautiful listeners who maybe have not been indoctrinated into the cult of Dave Ramsey yet. Oh, I know. I've, I went there. There is a certain subset of personal finance advice that says you should never have debt. 
Never get a loan for anything. Save up for fucking everything. You never need to get a loan. You always should pay cash. And that's like forever and ever. Amen. I fundamentally disagree with that advice. You know what? I've also seen the opposite where people are like, you should always follow this mathematical formula. You know, like if it's a something, something percent interest rate and the market is at something, something percent, then you're a fool to like just take out the loan and invest the money instead because the rate of rate of return on on the stock market is like totally Yay. fucking predictable. <laughs> I'm a bro. No, you're absolutely right. When I paid off the last five grand on my car loan in one fell swoop, I bragged about it on Twitter because that's what money nerds do. And some finance bro came out of the woodwork to be like, yeah, but if you had invested that in the stock market instead, you would have made X, Y, and Z. Shut up, shut up. Just take your head and firmly stick it between your ass cheeks because I don't want to hear it. I... Uh, Basically, like, you're gonna hear a range of opinions on this, and it means that there's not, like, strictly speaking, one formula. Uh In general, like, what what your daddy is talking about is if I go out and invest $100 in the stock market, let's say I I just buy a bunch of random kind of Fortune 500 type of companies, Uh over time, I can count on that money to grow. The rate at which it grows changes every single day. But if you average all of those days together, you can kind of guess a ballpark of what your returns are going to be. Uh Um, And the general rate of return is, we should say what we think the number is on three together. Are you ready? Yeah. One, two, three, six percent. Closer than I expected. I prefer to calculate very conservatively. Um, But I see a lot of people say eight as well. So I think seven is quite right. I know somebody who says 12. Not to (laughs) name names. (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll have words on that topic later. Um, But so meaning if you put $100 into the stock market, if it's a totally average predictable time, you will probably have $107 at the end of that investment period. Yeah. What your dad's saying is, if you know you can put in $100 and turn it into $107 in one year, if you're taking out a loan for $100 and the interest that they're charging you is, let's say, instead of 7% rate of return on the market, let's say it's 10%. They're charging you a 10% Mm -hmm. interest rate. You will pay them $110 in that same amount of time, meaning that you kind of lost like a small amount of money. Uh Um, Usually I think it has bigger ramifications based on the type of loan uh, is, is the main reason why you might see very, very different interest rates. Um, There are some like uh, payday type loans that are very predatory that Uh have an interest rate of very steep 20%, 30% or more. Like I I forget what the hell they ended up capping it at, but like it didn't make a lick of difference from my perspective. Ridiculously high. Yeah. This is the math that P's dad is talking about. And there are a lot of people who make their decisions solely based on that math of could I save slash make more money in the long term by either getting a loan and therefore investing the money I would have spent in the stock market or by paying cash up front. Um, 
And that's a fine way to make the decision. You can totally make the decision based on math. But personal finance is personal. Mm -hmm. I don't think that there is a one size fits all answer for this. And also, let's be real. A, not everyone is credit worthy enough to get a loan. And B, not everyone has the cash on hand to pay for things like an education. Yeah. So, yeah. Credit exists for a reason. Credit exists for a great reason. Even if you're paying more in the long term with an interest rate, sometimes even it's a, if it's a kind of high interest rate, it can still really be worth it. Mm-hmm. Because this this is the era uh, after the age of budgets and brimstone. Oh yeah, it's uh, spreadsheets and sage. Yes, in the era of spreadsheets, spreadsheets and sage. Whew, that's a tongue twister. You're welcome. Which is to say, about a, a hundred years ago, um, before there was widespread availability of credit to like the everyday person, there was very, very, very little class mobility. Because people weren't able to say, like, save up for a house. Either they inherited one from their parents or they had to rent their whole lives. That was kind of a mm-hmm. closer version of reality. So, like, credit is a wonderful thing. Credit's a beautiful thing. Um, I have actually a, a pretty good real-life example. Um, I am creeping closer and closer to being debt-free. Um, but I am probably about to take out a $20,000 loan. And I will tell you mm. why. And I think it's a great Ooh, illustration. I don't even know about this. I have not told you about this. So oh I God. live in New England, which is like the only part of the country where oil-based heat is is still popular. Um, and sure enough, the house that I live in has a gigantic oil tank, which I have to fill up twice a year at a cost of about four to five hundred dollars. Um, Jesus Christ. It's very painful. Um, and like Fuck that shit. No matter how many cost saving and energy saving measures we try to act on, it kind of doesn't matter because it's like we still need to take showers and use hot water in our cooking and things. So it's so we're interested in a gas conversion. It's probably going to be about $20,000. Oh. <gasps> okay. The thing is that my state has a great program where they say, okay, if you are borrowing money to do something that's going to make your house way, way greener, which certainly switching to natural gas is a huge step up, mm-hmm. um, we will give you an interest-free loan, meaning they are lending me money for absolutely free. Um, so that is kind of a super obvious one where it's like, I do have the cash on hand, but why would I, if the state is gonna let me pay for it in small increments over time? That means if something catastrophic were to happen, say like my partner and I both lose our jobs at the same time, instead of being cash poor because we put all of our money into this conversion, we just have a, you know, a hundred dollar bill every every month for 10 years. Um, that is much, much more manageable. Absolutely. The other part of that equation um, is because you're not dropping 20 grand all at once, you can invest the 20 grand you have or, you know, put in a high yield savings account or a certificate of deposit. You can use that money to make money in the interim. So not only are you not putting 20 grand down all at once, but you're actually making money by borrowing that interest free loan from your state. 
So yeah, that's a great example of when you would like, it's a no brainer to get that loan instead of paying up. Exactly. Um, I think oftentimes the availability of a loan and the rate that you get it at depends on what you are using it for. The interest rate on, let's say, a higher education loan is probably going to be a lot better than a personal loan. Um, if you just go to your bank and you say, I want $20,000 and they say, what for? And you're like, oh, I really want three and a half ATVs. <laughs> They're like, okay, fine. High interest rate. That's what makes you happy. But you could be looking at a difference of one might be 5% and one might be you know, 15%. You really have to like work to internalize what does the whole percent thing really mean? Because mm-hmm. It sounds so meaningless to like, be like, oh, well, 4% loan. is really good, but 6% is awful. Like, it sounds so minuscule, but compound interest. Compound interest is the devil. I I want to reinforce that because when we were shopping for a house um, many, many years ago, back in the era of... Twigs and sticks. Twigs and sticks. Uh, Twigs and sticks, parentheses, that are slightly larger than the aforementioned twigs. Okay. So back in the era of sticks and twigs that are slightly larger than the aforementioned. Okay. Uh, We were shopping for a house and we were really set on like exactly how much we could afford. And the bank had pre-approved us for a loan. And because of like when it was and what our credit score was, we knew that we were going to get about, uh, you know, between four and 5% interest on the house. And our real estate agent, spoiler alert, realtors make more money if you buy a more expensive house, kept being like, Oh, well, this house is just a little bit above your budget by like, you know, 10 to 20 grand. So that's really over the life of the loan. That's really just like a pizza and a six pack of beer every week. And we were like, motherfucker, we are already sacrificing that six pack and pizza a week. But also like we can do math. Like it's not a six pack and a pizza a week. It's, you know, $50,000 over the life of the loan or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, it can be really scary if you don't quite understand interest rates and how that works to be like, well, it doesn't sound like there's a huge difference between, you know, three and 6%, but there is. And, you know, you, you should do that math to make sure that, you know, you're comfortable with whatever kind of loan you're getting in bed with. And I think this is like a start slow thing. Oftentimes, the first loan that um, people end up taking out, uh, if they live in America, it might be for their student loans if they end up going to college or university. And the amounts of that loan are are oftentimes really upsettingly large. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. They may be as large or even larger as buying your first home, which used to be like the biggest lifetime expense that most people would make. And and a lot of people are making this at the age of like 17, um, which is so upsetting. I think if that's your first experience of getting a loan, it can kind of lead to a kind of blindness about what's a good rate versus a bad rate. The numbers get so big and so difficult to wrap your brain around that it's almost like they're meaningless. Um, but really, like, honestly using a credit card every month is its own kind of loan that you are taking out. Mm -hmm. It has an interest rate. Um, The cool thing about credit cards is that they don't give a shit what you're buying. Um, You can go out and buy 
45 butt plugs and they Only as long 45. as you're under your credit limit <laughs> one for every one for every anus oh yeah um and like nobody cares um because that's basically a, a revolving line of credit basically um so thinking about it like in kind of smaller chunks might be helpful instead of using you know student loans as as your only frame of reference because those are fucked and they should never have been your first point of reference anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Sort of the last piece of advice to kind of in a roundabout way answer this question is to talk about personal goals and priorities, um, which is something that we've, you know, kind of talked about a lot on the blog and on the podcast. Um, you know, when you're getting down to, oh, should I spend the cash I have on this or save up for it or, you know, get a loan? It's really what your personal priority is, what your short-term and long-term goals are, um, what else you could be doing with that money, and what will be sort of the more emotionally gratifying thing for you. And when I say emotionally gratifying, like, you know, we're Americans. So that automatically has connotations of, oh, I got to get my shit right now. Like, I'm, I'm American. I got to get my shit right now. What I mean by that is, for some people, it's worth it to wait for something and it's worth it to have sort of the sense of accomplishment of saving up for something. Um, whereas for other people, you know, they might know like, I, I need to get this business loan or I need to get this student loan now because I know that I have a goal in the future that involves having the education or the business experience that this will give me. Um, so it's really, you know, it's, there is really no one size fits all solution for this. It's something that you need to decide for yourself. And you need to look at your your total financial picture and career picture and, you know, life picture, really, which sounds very scary and intimidating. Um, but it's really not if you get to know yourself. And I know myself very well. <laughs> and if you don't know yourself very well, as some people are apt to brag about what? Um, one thing you can always kind of turn to as a second opinion is what's the rate you're being given? Mm. Um, banks are not perfect judges of creditworthiness, but they're pretty good. They have a system. They don't want to lose money on this. There's a reason that some institutions might assess your creditworthiness and assess what you're going to use the money for and say, all right, we'll loan you the money with a 5% interest rate. And others might say, uh, okay, we'll loan you the money at a 20% interest rate. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. That is an expression on their part that they're saying either we think you're so risky that, that we have to charge a really high amount to justify taking the risk, or we are quite certain that you're not going to find anyone who's going to give you a better rate because the thing that you say you want money for is so dumb. So, <laughs> you know, that's another opinion. It doesn't have to be the final deciding opinion, but it's more information for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I kind of want to like round up the advice we've given because like this is this is a lot. This is a lot. And I think poor PD here is looking to simplify the decision for himself. And what we're saying is like, it's not a simple decision. So if I can kind of summarize, we need to look at the potential savings and earnings of a cash payment versus a loan payment, uh, as well as the personal priorities, and then the exact terms of whatever loan versus investment you could be making. 
as far as the money goes. Does that kind of wrap it all up? Yeah. And, and I would say even like if you are not ready to be investing, the answer is probably pay yeah, for it in cash. Exactly. Pay for it in cash. Because there's there's no upside to being in debt if you're not using the money that you saved to invest and make more money. Full stop. Yeah. Or if you just don't have enough. Money. Yeah. If you don't have enough money, like you can get a loan to get a fucking college education so that you can then make money, which is such a fucking catch 22 and pisses me off whenever. Stop. You're bumming everybody out. Okay. Okay. Fine. Are you good with that? <laughs> I. Did you just trick me into saying that I'm okay with our educational system? Damn it. <laughs> I am good with that. <laughs> Uh, listeners, if there's a question you'd like for us to answer, go to bitchesgetriches.com and click Ask the Bitches, where I probably won't trick you into agreeing to something you don't agree with. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you finally had a moral awakening only after you did me a trick, did me a trap. In the last 3.5 seconds, I came to a more ethical standpoint in my being. Oh, we're growing. We're learning every day. <laughs> well, anyway, there's only one way to guarantee that we'll answer your question, <laughs> which I don't know that we'll answer anybody questions but it's to become a patreon donor <laughs> we'll try we sure will try um if you like what we do and you want us to keep going please do become a patreon donor and support us with whatever donation amount you are comfortable with and we don't need a lot a small donation is just fine we also have a merch store where you can buy t-shirts and printable worksheets and more and more finally there are some free things you can do to say thanks please rate and review us on itunes spotify and google play whatever you use it bumps us up in the chart and makes us easier to find. Follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Pinterest, and subscribe to our articles so you never miss a new one. And you can do all of that at bitchesgetriches.com. Hey, is there anything else they should know? Yes. We are now entering the age of wind and leaves. Oh, I gotta go buy that book right, right now. That's right? It's gonna be a bestseller. Thank you. That is good to know. Mm-hmm. Bitches, Bitches out. out. Oh my god, I love it when we actually do it together. <laughs> Listen, I always edit it so that we do it together. <laughs> I know, but like it just feels good to do it organically. 